a playlist original. Hey guys, I'm Steven. I'm Giselle. And we're the Lover's Passport, and welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Adventures. Today we're going to be talking about the creativity crisis and kind of everything behind the scenes when it comes to Instagram, TikTok, photos versus reels, YouTube, the copy culture, everything in the everything in that realm. So Giselle, where should we where should we start? There's a lot to unpack here. I know. So I guess I would start with the creation of Reels and TikTok because I feel like that dramatically changed the game. If you were a content creator, especially if you were a photographer or an influencer, you suddenly had to pivot your content to video in order to be relevant. Yeah, it was kind of insane. I feel like for the longest time, it was all about who took the best photos, who got the best conditions. And you can be an amazing landscape photographer and just go to a location, sit there for five days, wait for perfect conditions, and then keep going, which is an art. I think that photography itself is the art. But now in comes TikTok and no more beautiful pictures. It's all about fun. It Basically, TikTok, in my opinion, it's all either being super, super funny content or helpful content, as in they're giving you tips, or they're or like, telling you how to fold the towel a certain way, or like or like authentic storytelling too, or like personal experiences, or mini vlogs and that kind of stuff. But that, I mean, TikTok was never a photo sharing platform, so that never really had like a before and after impact on photographers. But the fact that Instagram decided they wanted to compete with TikTok. That's the that was the red flag for <laughs> I mean, a I lot see, of creators. I see both sides of it. I mean, you look at Instagram and they were one of the biggest platforms out there. It has like we just looked it up actually, it has like one point three billion active users. So it's a huge platform. And TikTok past two years is now at what what did we see? It was like eight hundred million. million or seven hundred and fifty million. Yeah. Which is insane growth. It used to be called Musical.ly. Now it's TikTok. But in 2020, when the pandemic hit, the app just exploded. And I, do you think that if that didn't happen, if TikTok was like a quarter of the size, do you think that Instagram would have still added the no, video content? not at all. I think they kind of would have like acknowledged that it existed. But I don't think without everyone hopping on that, that short form video would be what it is right now. I mean, I'm not a I'm not opposed to short form video at all. That's how we grew. Yeah, as you guys know, we're we hopped on the short form video game uh, pretty early, but that's mainly because if you want to stay relevant on the Instagram algorithm, which is what social platform we decided to dedicate our past two years of our life to, you had to adapt, or you weren't going to grow anymore, and your content wasn't going to be shown to anyone. And then that kind of begs the question: then, like what do you post if you're brand new to short form video? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll just let you know right now the statistics. Let's just talk about our statistics on what photos are now versus, versus video. what the videos this are is, like. This is honestly a very interesting experiment. We did 30 days of reels. We also, Stephen, I think we've hit 100 days of reels. In oh yeah, guys. we've been going ham. We've been, doing, we've been doing a little social media experiment just for fun and seeing... Does Instagram really penalize you now for posting photos versus short form video content? And for the first 30 days of Reels, we did it in December of 2021. We had about 4 million accounts reached for which the whole is huge, month, guys. which is a lot. Yeah. 4 million different people saw our content, for which is mind-blowing. 30 days of Reels. And in terms of that, 3.7 million of that 4 million reach was from Reels. And I think it was 272,000 was from static posts. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. And we were like, really? We spent all this time perfecting our photography and like really getting into the craft and learning how to edit and learning how to shoot in manual and really like honing our editing style and you know, everything that comes along with being a photographer. And then all of a sudden it's no longer relevant because clearly the results from our experiment show that Instagram is no longer pushing photos. I just think it's funny though, because photos still can go off. Like some of our best so performing reels are just photos. It's just me with an iPhone looking up at a location and then showing a photo. So technically 
the photos are still there. Right. It's just that the platforms aren't pushing it, which is, it's not sad. I mean, they're, they're just progressing with everything else. It's just like when Instagram first came out, if you were a mediocre photographer and you were on Instagram, you could have a million followers. If, yeah. Or you could have hundreds of thousand followers. Whereas nowadays, there's just so many people on the platform. Even some of the best photographers. There's this one photographer. Some of you guys might know him. His name is Eric Matt. He shoots such cinematic photography. Very good details. He's out in Montana. And the, I think he only has 50,000 50, followers. But his work is incredible. His editing style, everything about it. If he would have got on the platform, let's say, 10 years ago... Easily would have had a million followers. Yeah. I mean, beginning on social media is always, like, the time you start definitely helps. There's, we kind of noticed the people that started way back in 2014, 2015, obviously they have a huge following, but that's because the algorithm was different then. And the users wanted different things then. So you kind of just have to evolve with the platform based on what you're given. Yeah, it it just blows my mind like like the, she was saying the statistics 3.4 million people just from reels 7. or 3.7 yeah. million people just from just from video content and a lot of that isn't our following. I mean, right now we only have 200,000 followers. When we did this, we were at like what 160, 180 in December time frame. Yeah. Yeah, in the past 3 months, basically 100 days of reels, we've grown like 40,000 followers, so that yeah. makes sense. I mean, Going back to when Instagram first released Reels, I feel like right then a lot of people were opposed to it and a lot of people were like, yes, this is my turn. I think it's so so interesting to see the type of people that loved Reels and then the type of people that despised it. I feel like there's There's not even a middle ground. There's no middle. There's not a middle ground. I (laughs) I think a lot of people hated the idea of short form video because they associated it with TikTok and they associated TikTok with just like teenage girls dancing and lip syncing, you know? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I still kind of, to me at least, Instagram seems like much more serious, much more of a portfolio. Yeah, much more like a professional portfolio. Whereas TikTok, I hop on if I don't want to pay attention, if I just want to scroll and watch ridiculous cat videos or something yeah i mean and that's also a testament to tiktok like there are some incredible videographers out there they're putting out the most amazing cinematic content like um that would easily do super well on youtube but because tiktok is a whole nother game and that's not really valued by users on the platform they don't grow yeah it's a, it, it's not that it's losing its art i mean we all have to like remember that it is entertainment i mean tiktok is an entertainment platform basically where you can share your stuff instagram you go on there for entertainment. It replaced a lot of TV or other things just because people love that short form content. But I think it's very, very interesting to, I'm interested to see where it goes. I, we just heard that TikTok announced 10 minute videos. I don't think those are going to do well. I'm I'm really curious to see because everyone's like, oh man, TikTok's coming for YouTube. Yeah. Oh shoot. Apparently in one of the conferences, TikTok basically said, yeah, Instagram is no longer competition. They said, we're going for YouTube. And I was like, what? The whole point or the whole thing that made TikTok out, this is what annoys me about the social media platforms. They need to stick to the thing they're good yeah, at. You we'll, know, we'll like, get into the copy culture in a second. It's so annoying. Like Snapchat stories come out. Then suddenly Instagram wants to copy that. Then TikTok comes out. Then suddenly Instagram wants to copy that. It's just like you have the reason that these platforms get so big in the first place is because the users are enjoying the user experience that initially was offered. So with Instagram being a photo sharing platform, people loved using it because it was a photo sharing platform, not because it's trying to evolve into this crazy, like all inclusive platform that is now moving way towards like shoppable, monetizable stuff. It used to just be a way to share your art. And then same thing with TikTok, like them coming for YouTube, people liked it because it was short and easy to consume. You know, everyone's attention span these days, especially during the pandemic, was so short where them coming for YouTube with like the 10 minute videos. I don't know. Even a three minute video expansion, like not many people utilize that feature. I have ever watched a three minute video on TikTok. I think we made one. The oh, income G- one. Giselle made one. But it took she me went an on. hour to make this one stupid video. and It was a great video. It was though. a great video, but I was like, this is why nobody makes three-minute TikToks because it takes so much work. Um, yeah. yeah. I feel like I feel like Instagram is the king of the content or the creativity crisis, at least, at least in this moment. <clears throat> if we're talking about, yeah, creativity crisis, let's, let's dive into what we mean by that. So basically the... 
the creativity crisis we're referring to is trend culture, remix culture. Copy culture. Yeah, yeah. copy culture, whatever you want to call it. And it's interesting because I actually studied this in, in film and media school at UCSB. And one of my professors would always say, you know, there's only about seven original like content ideas out there. Everything else is remixed, copied, you know, not stolen. Which but... blows my mind. Yeah, there's seven? only so many. I don't. I don't remember if it was seven, but it was less than ten. And wow. there's only. I mean, if you look at every movie genre out there, like Twilight is the exact same like storyline as like Romeo and Juliet. And you'll look at a lot of the same. Rom- but it has Everyone's, vampires. No, <laughs> but like the the basic premise of the whole story is the same, and that that goes on TikTok too. Like most of the videos just copy each other. And that's what makes it so popular because you can take your own unique spin on somebody else's video. But in doing so, does that kill people's creativity because they're only following trends, at least on TikTok. And then now that Instagram's doing it, I know for one, I'm sick and tired of hearing that same Bruno Mars song oh, every single freaking day. Yeah, I mean, that that pause, but sometimes people bring it back. I'm like, no, leave it in the past. Or like the the 2022 recap one too, that we, we, we were on top of that. That was one of our viral videos that hit like a couple million because we, we brought that over from TikTok. But oh man, when you're scrolling and you hear the same song 10 times in a row, you're like, really? You know, that's... That's all we can do. <laughs> do you think that the creativity crisis was as much of a problem before TikTok and Instagram Reels came out? Do you think it was the same problem with photos? I mean, so I this was a new term to me when we first started Instagram, which is called comp stomping. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I remember we were like, what the heck is that? And it's basically when you steal, not steal, but try to replicate or... Um, basically recreate somebody else's photo composition and it's very frowned upon in the photography world but everyone you know if you go to like yosemite there's only so many different photos of like tunnel view you can get or half dome and... i personally think that if it becomes if it comes to landscapes and outdoor natural things then comp stone it's like you can only do so much like if i go to horseshoe bend there's only so only only so many things if we go to the blue lagoon in iceland Everyone takes that one shot the in the little encode. Yeah. There's only so much. But on the other hand, if let's say you are a portrait photographer, it's not... Ne- I mean, what is that called? Pose stomping? If you are like a... No, because leg- I don't think anyone in... The- well, actually, I don't, I'm not in that niche, so I can't speak for it. But I feel like it's definitely more broadcasted in the outdoor adventure niche. But mainly from the landscape photographers, I feel like, you know, those people that spend an hour looking for this one cactus to go shoot at <laughs> Alabama Hills or something. And um, and then somebody else were to find it. Because I know, like, honestly, it, imitation's a form of flattery. It's great. But, like, there have been some photos where, like, we go out and hike to some very remote spot and come up with a unique composition of a place. And then we see someone do the exact same shot we did and we're like... Really? And well, it's mainly like you go and look at the photos comments and it's like, wow, this is such a unique perspective. And it's like, they stole our shot, like (laughs) you know? And I mean, there's, there's so many, I mean, I'm sure everyone is guilty of doing it at one point or another, because you can get like, when you're making a shot list, you get inspiration from other people that have gone to certain places. Uh, You may get like a certain like editing mood board. Everyone's influenced by each other in some way shape or form yeah i think that's a really good way of putting putting it i think it's interesting too the thought process behind what let quote unquote comp stomping like let's say i see a photo from i keep talking about iceland because iceland i feel like there's only so many spots and most people take the same type of photo so if we see this picture of this epic volcano or this one waterfall from iceland that's gonna want to make me go there, right? That's the only reason you really want to go to an area because you see what it looks like. You see the beauty of it and you're like, yo, I want to go to this area. I want to experience, or you want to experience the culture. You want to experience the culinary food there or you want to experience the scenery. There's always a reason you want to go somewhere. So initially it has, it has to come from, I want to go take that picture. I want to go stand where that person's doing. I want to do the hike and see that mountain. I think that it's people call it comp stomping. If I if I take a picture and I get a thousand likes on it, Giselle sees the picture six months later, goes and takes the same picture and gets ten thousand likes on it. Of course, I'm gonna be like, oh, she comp stomped me, girl. But I mean, in the end, we both did that hike. We both had a completely different experience when we were getting there, and 
it, you just want to have, it's like, I always call it like a souvenir. If you go to a spot, how many people have the same exact London mug? It's all there. Are you, when you go to that location, it's just some people love getting a London mug. That's their souvenir. As a photographer, we want to go and get a picture next to the red buses. That's our souvenir. Even if maybe we are comp stomping, it's our version of going, taking that picture, experience it, and coming home. Well, what it's do you also think? like, how do you, if there's such a popular spot, I mean, going back to like the Half Dome in Yosemite, how are you going to like say that you were the originator of it too? That's another mm-hmm. thing because like the, the world of Instagram photos get lost after 48 hours. So it's quite possible if somebody takes a photo, they may not have ever seen your photo before, but they may have similar ideas. Very true. Like everyone's probably seen that one curvy road of leading up to El Cap up by Glacier, Glacier Road. Chris Bricard was like the probably the most popular. famous one. Exactly. He brought it like a an old Volkswagen mini, one of the minivans, the super retro ones. And he drove it down that road, got this picture and it went absolutely viral. But I think it went viral because he already had how many millions of followers at that point. If let's say someone went, saw that composition, took a picture of it, only had 3000 followers. What I mean, would it it have that crazy impact of of wanting to recreate it? Yeah. I mean, we've literally, we've walked down that road and we've done a bike shoot up there too. Um, but we have such a unique, or I like to think that we, we come into every single shoot with a unique perspective. One, because there's two of us and trying to figure out how we want to be in our own photos is always a creative process in its own. But two, we have our own, or like we might shoot with a different lens. We might shoot, um, from a different, like, what's the word from a different um, vantage point vantage point yeah or you might have a different edit i mean two people can take the same exact raw image if giselle and me edit it it's going to be different i will make it super super sunny increase saturation to the very top this is why i don't edit any of our photos (laughs) i do all the photo (laughs) editing yeah um but yeah just to answer your question i do think it was around with photos but i think with reels just because that's all you really see on your home feed now it's just way more obvious. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like comp stomping wasn't like, as obvious. I feel like instead of saying comp stomping, you should almost say inspiration. Because there's definitely been a few times where we see a picture and we're like, where is this spot? I remember there's this one area in Valley of Fire State Park. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of this spot. It's in Nevada. It's an awesome state park. Highly would recommend visiting. But we saw this epic picture of this triple arch and this one other really cool arch with some awesome lines across it that made a cool composition awesome leading lines it almost reminded me of like the wave and we get there and this this cave or this arch how tall do you think it was maybe a foot and a half i couldn't squeeze through it this is the biggest bamboozle like your instagram versus reality kind of moment oh my we saw this in a photography guidebook like it was a legit book and um yeah we got there and we're we're kind of following this guidebook and then these are we got bamboozled by the arches like at least three times with, the, with so the size funny. because the perspective makes it look huge and then you get there and you're like a baby couldn't squeeze through this arch like it is so small <laughs> yeah i think i think it's it's really fun to be able to go to an area see it capture it for yourself but it's also cool when we go to new places and maybe that one arch that was there is gone now or maybe it's different conditions and when some of our favorite pictures are definitely when we just go and try a shot, see if we like it. And some of those are the, some of those are our best performing pictures. But enough about the pictures. Let's get into the video creativity yeah. crisis. Yeah. I mean, trend culture is fascinating to me because you can take something that is seemingly original and make it your own or like I don't even know how to describe I it. I think that there's two different ways to look at trend culture. There's video trend culture and then there's sound trend culture. I feel like a video, you can use a lot of different sounds, but you might use the same transition as someone. You might steal the exact same content or even exact same text that they might put in a reel or a TikTok and just put it on a different sound. I mean, for instance, there's this one trend. Well, see, hold on. I'm going to cut you off there because you, you use the word steal. Like, but in trend culture, it's encouraged, true. you know, you're, you're not feeling you're like, you're encouraged to take somebody's video and make it your own. So it's not like look down upon where I would use the word steal, you know, you're not, you're not wrong. Like that one, there's this one trend going around right now where you, it pans up to a mirror and it's just this guy dancing back and forth. 
and it has over almost 300 million views on TikTok. And people just download that video, pan up to themselves, and then cut it immediately to that person. And there's people that are getting millions and millions of views from just a pan up, downloading this guy's video, posting his video, and it, it goes viral. I've seen it, I don't even know how many times on both Instagram and TikTok, but it's just sad because something like that, just a funny trend or whatever the algorithm picks up that day, gets this huge amount of publicity. Tons of people look at it. Whereas like an then, original cinematic masterpiece may not get anything. Exactly. It, ju- it, it just, I don't know. It makes me upset at some points because such beautiful work and someone that put in 10 hours or 12 hours editing this minute long masterpiece posted on TikTok and it'll get 100 likes or 1,000 views. But a, a super simple pan takes 15 seconds, but you put it to the number one trending audio, and you're going to get 10 million views. And it I just... feel like that's the difference. There's two kinds of creators. There's creators that create for themselves as like an art form, and then there's creators that create for the algorithm. I feel like there's a, a new distinction there. And I think you can definitely be middle ground. I would say we're probably middle ground because a lot of our photos we create for ourselves. We personally think... It's art. We kind of call our photo style like creative self portrait or creative landscape self portraits because we are in all of our photos. But you guys will never see half the photos that we take because we do do a lot of landscape photography. Maybe you actually will one day. Hopefully, we're launching a print shop soon. But um, it's a, it's on it's on tape now, so we have to do it. Yeah, it's on tape. <laughs> I can't go back. Um, but yeah, we take so many photos that we just personally enjoy and. We think they're really great, but we don't post them because we don't think that they're going to perform well. Or like we have all these landscape photos, animal, wildlife photos that we never post out of the, you know, it gets to everyone. It sounds stupid when I'm saying it out loud now, but like the fear of posting something because you're not going to get enough likes or you're not going to get enough like recognition from the algorithm and then it makes you feel like crap when you post it because you're like wow i really thought this photo was really cool and nobody liked it yeah i think i think that definitely at least that happens to us a lot especially since we have such a big audience now if we have two hundred thousand followers and some of our photos only get a thousand likes or 1500 likes it's like what happened we thought this was such an awesome photo or i put so much time into this video and then we'll post a pan up with a trending sound and it goes absolutely it'll get millions of views it's It's mind-blowing to me yeah and that's that is part of the creativity crisis because it's like you can make such good pieces of art but they're no longer valued in the same way that they used to except among other creatives i will say like it's nice because as a creator like we have such a good an amazing supportive fellow creator community where everyone's kind of going through this together. Like it, it's just, everyone's still trying to figure it out and everyone still values each other's um, pieces and whatnot. But I will say most of the Instagram creators that are no longer, you know, caring about this short form video because it's not for them and they disagree with it because they're creating for the art, not for the algorithm are all moving to Twitter now. And that's why I feel like the NFT space is growing so much too not not because it wasn't growing by itself but i think the fact that instagram is playing a lot of people is getting a lot more photographers on twitter than into nfts i thought i think that is a suit i totally forgot about nfts in that whole realm yeah it's super interesting to think about and it's so interesting to see how people just jump from platform to platform when they don't like something exactly and that's why i feel like it's really important too to have as a creator a diversified portfolio and be on a few different platforms as well as having your own email list and um like your own website because like if something were to happen like on instagram that we hated or all of a sudden our posts weren't getting reach anymore like you want to have that backup plan that's why we're, we're on three main platforms which we have instagram tiktok and our youtube but we also have our own blog and we also have an email list just in case something were to happen with you know the the social media sites because the, you're at the mercy of the algorithm when you're creating, which is so annoying. And I mean, and the algorithm, I, I almost blame it on the algorithm and the app because the app, the whole goal of TikTok and Instagram is just to keep people on the app, right? As long as possible. So they're going to push things that are technically trending 
and in order to grow on Instagram and make it a full-time job and same thing on TikTok, you have to get those views. And the only way to do that is really to play into that culture. So maybe the per- the people to blame for this is the people like the algorithm. But is the that- algorithm's not a person. It's technology. So that's another like whole other issue. But I will say now that my now that I'm doing creation full-time, like it is a scary thought when your content's not performing well cuz you're like oh, like, what if brands aren't going to want to work with me anymore? So then you do want to play into the algorithm, but then do you risk losing originality? Do you risk losing, you know, artistry? It's a, it's such a fine line. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's very, very true, especially with uh, what recently. So we'll tell you a story about, was this last week? What? When Instagram whacked out and took all of our oh followers away. Oh my gosh, yeah, the Instagram... So, app has been crazy yeah so this this past week we were normal just going about our business we already posted our post for the day it was performing great we posted a reel it was doing okay but it was a sponsored one and we're like yeah and then immediately after not like an hour after we post the sponsored reel we get a dm from one of our buddies hayden he's like hey man just wanted to check in your page looks kind of different and we were like what and we went on and looked and all of our followers were gone all, All of, of our reels, our reels were gone. Everything was gone. And we were like, <gasps> so we were like. I thought our, we got hacked. Yeah, we both thought we got hacked. We hopped on, reset all of our passwords, two-factored authentication, made sure that was I on. I had my Norton security on. Like we, we both put Norton security. We were like, is someone monitoring our phone? What's going on? Because this is something we just worked two years. Like, you do not know how many hours we've dedicated to trying to grow this Instagram behind the scenes on trips, growth. You would take two years of your life and suddenly at the snap of a button, it's gone. Like that would, that's a very scary thought because this is my job. And we were on a call in the middle of all this. We were on a call with Thatch trying to put together some fun itineraries and everything to release. And we get these messages and we literally. I'm like freaking out. I was like, guys, can we please um, reschedule? Because I think we just got hacked. (laughs) We, We literally ended the call, jumped off. Started figuring out. It was. I don't even think it fixed until like what the next day. The next day. But the crazy thing was, is there were so many other creators that it also happened to that, and it only it was happened all to like big creators. A hundred k plus creators. It was really weird. And then the same day, I remember like some other accounts were saying that their entire TikTok account got converted into Russian, and it, you know, all of this could be a coincidence with the timing of what's going on in the world right now. But it it is another you know, reminder that as a content creator, your life is tied to the app and whatever it decides to make its rules and its algorithm, you know, go with or like perpetuate, you are at the mercy of it. So yeah, we've definitely heard of a couple other people who lose their entire accounts. Or like it gets hacked and they have to start all over again. And it's like heartbreaking. Yeah. Anyway, well, I think that it'd be, do you think that the creativity crisis is relevant at all on youtube or do you think it's just I, an instagram no. and a tiktok problem i think it's more of an instagram tiktok problem i think youtube is still like alive and thriving which is why um i i personally love long form video content if i'm on like a break or something i go watch youtube out of any other platform and i feel like that like 20 30 minute video is like so nice for me cuz i can just, it's like watching an episode of something you know but i feel like people are coming up on youtube and i'm feeling so inspired watching all these videos there's some creators out there his name nicholas crystal um i think he's from germany you should go watch his content i just or like he just recently started youtube in the past 2 years and he has over 500,000 subscribers now like people like him i feel like invigorate the creativity on youtube like i feel like there's a new there's a new slowly like what's a what's the word um a new group of creators coming on like him sam newton um and some of the other people that are kind of like the new group of like the ogs like casey I mean, neistat yeah, and peter mckinnon casey neistat, peter mckinnon sam colder and i've all of them are like not on the back but i mean casey neistat they're all doing their own course they're doing their courses yeah. now so they're they're in their teaching phase so i feel like there's actually been a huge shift on youtube where there's a ton of new people coming up with very creative styles of storytelling and editing and stuff. So I feel like creativity is alive and thriving on YouTube. I mean, I feel like if it wasn't, then no one would watch it for 30 minutes. Right. It's easy to 
copy someone else and to just watch that content very easily i like think 15 uh, 15 exactly. seconds to a minute yeah it's so, so short easy. like i'm not gonna sit there and watch a 20 minute youtube video go to the next person that uses the same music talks about the same exact place and everything and has the same style like that's a great just, point no one would ever enjoy that no one would ever dare copy our 40 minute iceland video <laughs> exactly it's just it's so they're so long form you wouldn't do it which then goes to wonder like i'm curious if um I'm curious if on TikTok, if they changed it to where there was no more sound, if it if there was no more music involved with it, like behind the scenes, and it was just the video. Like you could use your own non-copyright music if you found it online somewhere, and if oh, it was just yeah. you talking. I don't think it would do well. If yeah, they do you did, think that? Music. Well, do you not that the app wouldn't do well? Do you think that it would still have the same creativity crisis, or do you think? It can goes you imagine, back to the music. Can you imagine people trying to create their own sounds? I can't. Well, like, I'm just thinking like we have epidemic sound, right? Right. And well, then we everyone else our, would need that too. Everyone else would need it. But then would everyone use that same song, bring it on TikTok and still use it? I almost feel like the music behind it the is what dedicates to copy culture. Yeah. I don't know. Well, no, I think that's a good point because here's the thing with the music industry too. TikTok's changed the music industry. If you look at the top trending songs on TikTok, they're usually now the top 20 hits. And and I've heard lots of like record labels and music artists actually complain about this because now the labels are saying, no, you can't write that song. It's not TikTok-y enough. It has to be more TikTok-y. There was this whole interview with Adele actually that I, I listened to like a couple months ago and she when she just released that new album and she was saying how like... I think it was her producer, or her label, or something was saying how uh, it, her album wasn't TikToky enough, which she proved to be wrong because people her songs went off on TikTok too. But um, I feel like it's changed the way the music industry also runs because now everyone wants to make the same kind of music that's going to do well on TikTok in order to become successful in the music industry. So it's not only photo and video creators that's affected by this; it's also the musicians. Yeah, that is crazy. I never really thought thought about that. I mean, if if that's affecting them so often, I'm curious if we'll ever get like a creativity crisis in music. I mean, there are definitely people that sample other people's songs and such. But that's like but... A, a part of a genre, like especially in like rap or like R&B, hip hop, like sampling's always been a big thing. Very, very true. Yeah, it's, just, it's crazy to me. I think before like there's, there's always going to be copycatters. Anytime there's someone successful someone else is going to come out with a product and try and copy it. It happens all the time in advertising. It happens all the time anyone makes a new product. I mean, look at the iPhone and how much that revolutionized the entire phone industry and everyone started copying it. Everyone saw the iPhone had a great camera. Like AirPods. Everyone copied it, yeah. How many knockoffs of AirPods it is. So I think it's it's just human culture. It's just something that everyone has. But it also goes back to when thinking about people's creativity. I mean, some... I think we're pretty creative for the most part in how we take our photos, the style that we do it, some of the music. Well, um, we we were really um, intentional when we started, though, because we we did what I call like a competitor analysis before we even started posting because I worked in marketing. So this is kind of my jam. <laughs> we looked at what was out there and we were like, the only way we're going to be successful is by finding a gap of something that's not there already, because the more you try and copy someone that's successful, the more you're going to live in their shadow. And so we were looking at like all the different travel photographers, the travel bloggers, the um, travel couples that were all out there. And we were like, okay, what's missing? And kind of found these three holes of like the travel couples were always in cities, always wearing like swimsuits or like kind of lusty photos, not necessarily just like a friendly vibe if that makes sense i don't even know how to describe that we have some explicit words that one of our friends told us one time but i mean everyone knows exactly what we're talking about there's the couples like when i think of matt and renee roaming they're not one of those couples yeah. at all they're very it's wholesome they're wholesome wholesome, wholesome couple content there's the, versus there's the, the lusty i would say lusty is the right word exactly um and those were the, the stereotypical travel couples we had seen when we first started. Then we look at the travel bloggers that are on Instagram and they provide insane information, great value, but they lacked in the photo department or were not using like original photos. 
And then you have the travel photographers where they had beautiful content, but they lacked value in the captions. Their captions were just and like it was just crazy like some, Peter dude. <laughs> like whimsical quote or something. So we, we found the gap and we were like, okay, well, we're going to take beautiful photos. We're going to offer lots of value in our captions. And we're going to be a travel couple that goes into the mountains and goes camping and all this kind of stuff. Because it was something that we hadn't really seen much on the platform when we first started. Nowadays, that is no longer the case. There's tons and tons of adventure couples now, but when we first started, that was a brand new thing. And I do attribute that a lot to our success is finding that gap in the market and then having like what we enjoy and what we do also be trendy at the time. But I thought what we were doing when we first started was very original and uh, very creative when we first started. And I still think it is, but now there's a lot more competition in exactly what our style is. Because a lot of people have started imitating our style. I mean, I think it's really cool when, like, like let's I think say it's awesome. Joey and, I don't know, J- what's a female name? Samantha. Joey and Samantha. There are other content creators. Let's say they DM us and say, hey, we love what you guys are doing. We created a whole travel account off of you guys. We love what you guys are doing. I'm going to be super stoked for them because they're, yeah, that, that's they're the living we the wanna, dream. We, we want to inspire, inspire other people. But there comes a point where there's, like... I feel like there's a line and there, there's always that line of like an ethical line where it's like, okay, we can be similar. We're all Inspired in the same niche, versus but we're not, we're not going to steal your caption. We're not going to be like, you know, the, the lover's passport to this caption. I'm going to use that on Thursday. Oh my gosh. It drives or, me nuts when I spend hours writing captions all week and then somebody just blatantly takes it and maybe changes one or two words. Drives me nuts, especially on like our micro blogs and stuff. Like I have had... So many people will be like, hey, just letting you know, this person stole your caption. And I'm like, really? Like, they couldn't have just <laughs> made it their own in any way. That that stuff makes me mad because you spend so much time and effort trying to share this value with your audience. And then someone just takes it and rips it off you. It's like, did I ask for that? No. <laughs> like, there, I, at least there, I think there's a fine line. Like, if let's say we're both, both us and Joey and Samantha are recommending Death Valley. If we recommend Artist Point, Mesquite Flats, going to Badwater Basin, going to Telescope Peak, and then going up and seeing a sunset in the Eureka Dunes. Those That's are all awesome. popular things They're to all do. very yeah. popular. They can say the same exact thing. But if they format it the same way, if they use the same exact words, the same emojis. Then the it's same, like sus. <laughs> exactly. So like I said, there's a fine line. I'm not saying like, oh, they said to go to Death Valley and so did we. Like that's, all, I don't care about no that. No one can, we don't care. There's only so many places you can go. But it, it, there's, the, I feel like there's a fine line. There was like, one time in when we posted about going to the Redwoods and I spent so much time on this caption because there were so many people DMing us when we were up there saying, oh my gosh, like I've heard, you know, a lot of people go missing in the Redwoods. Please be careful. Like we'd love to hear some safety tips. So I craft this whole caption on like our time in the Redwoods. And then I add this very specific and unique thing to me where I was like, if you're a woman, like I'd highly recommend taking some self-defense classes and like XYZ tips to make sure you're um, feeling safe in the area. And like, I clearly put taekwondo, like Taekwondo classes, you guys, because that's what I take. I'm Steven's Taekwondo instructor. I go to a studio. Um, and somebody had literally copy and pasted this caption on their Redwoods photo down to the Taekwondo thing. I was like, you little... And, you know, I was feeling petty that day. So I commented, wow, such a great caption. <laughs> I mean, and then I've I blocked def- them, but I've it's fine. I've definitely done that too. There's been a few photos that... I mean, if there's a photo that every single person takes, then it's cool. Like, But if there's one photo that we're super proud of, it's off the hidden path, we had to search for it, we found a cool composition, we take it, and there's someone with the exact same color jacket exact same pose exact like if it's the same spot different pose cool exact same spot same colors but maybe they edit it different or a different composition cool but when it's the exact same everything that's what we call the creativity crisis exactly it just it's not that i think that people are just scared to put stuff out on their own almost like if i at least when i'm looking for reels Let's say I'm scrolling down looking for some inspiration. If I see another couple post a super cute thing like pointing up and saying, um, ten, at one year of adventuring with my girlfriend and it's a bunch of cute photos, I'm going to be like, wow, I love this song, love what they did. 
I'll steal the song, but maybe I'll make it my own and say, my boyfriend asked me to go for a hike. Here are some of our favorite photos. And then do, do, do. So yeah, what gets redundant is when everyone takes the same words on the same song and then puts their own photos in. It's like, it's it's still fine because it's your own photos. But when everybody does it back to back, that's what happens in that Bruno Mars geo geo whatever <laughs> that's geez least favorite song google of all time. earth thing like everyone leads with the google earth map to their photo it's fine but like when you have a hundred people doing it you're like the last thing i want to hear is that song right now yeah it's it's crazy because you if you don't do the trends like as a creator we have two hundred thousand followers on instagram now if we aren't doing some of those trends, our content is going to get lost. It's not going to perform well, even if we're putting out original content. I disagree. You think? I disagree. And I think it's I think it's like a 50-50. I think you need like 50% doing trends, and then I think 50% you need original content. Well, that, that, that's where I was going. Like the if, if we're not putting out that stuff, at least every once in a while, then your stuff's not going to go off. You're not going to grow. Like you almost have to do that in order to grow. Or you have to start a trend, which exactly. is hard, but we've done it. So, um, yeah, there's just so many, so many different ways to look at it. How do you think that the audience feels like we're both creators? If let's say you're listening, you're not a creator. How do you feel if you're scrolling and you see your favorite hiker, your favorite hiking couple post an audio, post a reel and you're like, wow, that's really cool. And then you scroll and you see your favorite female wonder babe that does van life, use the same audio, same exact thing. And you scroll and you see another content creator, you scroll and you see, does it make you want to get off the app? Or do you wish that like there maybe was more there, originality? Or maybe you have your, we all have our favorite content creator, quote unquote, where you love whenever they pop up on your feed. Do you ever think like, wow, I wish this person could do that trend? Or wow, I wish my favorite content creator used this song. Or like this would this. be, we sometimes people are like, this would be perfect for you guys. And they'll send us like a link to a yeah, reel like, or something. Like, and I mean, there's some trends that are super, super fun. Like the show a picture of yourself five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, and this year. And you get to like see people growing up or like see what they're doing in life now. Some of those trends are really cool. And some of them are just really, really annoying. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all content by, or like piece of content by piece of content. And it could be us just, we think it's the creativity crisis. Or it could just be us ranting. It could just be we're on the app so much, so we just see all the content so often. And we analyze content from, I will say, like, I haven't posted on my personal Instagram page in over a year because as a person who spends so much of her life on the app, like, the last thing I want to do is consume content from like the other side and so like it could be a totally different experience if you're not a creator but um I I feel like you know I follow or the people the creators I like to follow have nothing to do with my niche because I get enough of my niche you know and so I love following lifestyle beauty people it's so funny and (laughs) and you will see like very different kinds of content than the travel niche but it's it's like still using the same trending audio. So um, like you were saying back earlier, like it does tie a lot to music, I think. But people still in different niches do so so many different things. So it could just be because, you know, all day our heads are up in the travel niche and everyone copies each other in the travel niche. But then if you look at like totally other, other related groups, like like mommy blockers or lifestyle. That's actually something I've noticed. All the lifestyle or like family skits. Everyone does the same skits or um, like stage moments. The, the only reason I know is because our, our Instagram buddy, Corey, uh, him and his girlfriend post hilarious like travel or not travel. Um, they post hilarious couples content, like relatable couples scenarios. And then I see them do it. And then all of a sudden I, I see like so many copycats of theirs, like the exact same random scenario and I'm like huh it does happen in other niches but it's a different couple and it's a different room so it doesn't mean it's I'm curious too if people I feel like one reason that copy culture um, is so popular right now is because you're almost or at least there's this stigma that you have to post almost every day or three times a week or even like you so, play into that though. I definitely. I tell play him into that. he doesn't have to post that often, and he's like, "No, I'm gonna post something every day," and that's what you sound like, by the way. 
<laughs> and I'm like, no, why? And we've had this argument before on the back end of like quantity versus quality, right? So like, is it important to only post things you're super proud of or is it important to be consistent? And if you're talking Instagram growth, it's more important to be consistently posting like average to above average things than posting heater after heater in terms of growth perspective. If you're looking at like artistry, creativity, clearly you want to post your best things. So it's a matter of in in your workflow, is everything you're putting out something you're really proud of? I almost feel like is there a difference between the content creator that thinks he's an artist and the artist that's trying to be a content creator. I feel like they're two very different things. Hmm. Like I think of a content creator as being someone loves photography, loves video. He's always creating content, trying to put together fun things, funny things, helpful things, inspiring things, and putting it out there. And then there's the artist that wants that photo to be perfect. Maybe they have to Photoshop a couple other things. Maybe they but they're all they're not dissatisfied, but they almost have that perfectionist mentality where they want to put something out, but they're nervous because it's not exactly how they wanted it to be. I feel like there's two different types of it. I feel like back then when Instagram first started, there were a lot more quote unquote artists that had that eye for it, that really wanted like that perfect photo or that just went to these insane spots that maybe you'd never seen before, before Instagram. And then there's the content creator nowadays that's busting out content, doing all this fun stuff, doing crazy collabs with all these different companies, doing collabs with other creators, but wouldn't necessarily... I, I, now, <laughs> I get what you're saying too, but I feel like I want to wrap up on a on an interesting topic of... What, you don't think that's interesting? No, 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 it's, it's playing into it. It's playing into it because... I would almost say, change the word content creator, make it photographers versus influencers. Ooh, that is a, that is a good one. Because there seems to be some sort of beef, like imaginary. <laughs> there's definitely a there's beef. There's like an imaginary beef between photographers and influencers, especially in the outdoor sphere. And we've encountered this along the way, like in Yosemite when we were shooting Firefall. We, we view ourselves as photographers. We shoot like photographers. We just happen to be in our own photos, right? And these people <laughs> were like talking shit on the other like <laughs> it was so at tunnel funny. view and i could hear them because steven was down taking photos with some of our other friends but these group of photographers not influencers photographers were just like i could never be an influencer like i would never want to be in my own photos blah blah <laughs> blah and and just talking about how they were still working the grind nine to five and all this stuff and i was like that kind of is related to what you're talking about. I think that's very relatable. They're the perfectionist landscape photographer. They're the want-to-be artist. <laughs> that wants to, you know, and they were literally talking about, it, like, I want to create amazing work that inspires. And, but, you know, if you're not posting like an influencer would, then your account's not growing anymore because that's what the algorithm kind of favors. Like, how do you stand out among the field of photographers? You're going to have to form some sort of persona on social media as a photographer, but you're gonna have to like show your face or you're gonna have to, you know, make it somehow personal to you. And then I'm just sitting there like, well, you know, I don't have any beef with people, but I was able to quit my job and do this full time as a creative. So, you know, and that's because we post so much and we kind of just pump content out like we said, we're proud of most things, but it's like 50-50. I would say 99.9% yeah, yeah. of things we're proud of. Every once in a while, we'll look back at a reel and we're like, like, oh, why did oh. we post that? <laughs> but we're, we're posting not only for ourselves, but also for, for the algorithm. And that's helped us grow and form a community and an audience. And these people are just like shitting on influencers that do that, but they can't do it. So yeah, it's an interesting... Which it's goes an interesting back to like, dilemma. That's the reason that Instagram copied TikTok. Because without copying them and taking the reels now, there there would be no way that they could technically keep up with how fast they were growing. They needed yeah. to do something, which is kind of going with in order to make it, in order to be the quote unquote influencer to make money doing it, you kind of have to put out the content because that's what right. the algorithm is doing. Not that like there's not we're not favoring one side or the other. Artists are amazing. We love what they do, and there's 
beautiful photography art and there's also beautiful cinematography art and there's also influencers that create hilarious entertainment yeah they're they're, they're both so good i just feel like both are influenced by this copy culture though very very true so if you're looking to make an income or if you're looking to grow your account you just have to have that conversation within yourself of how much are you willing to create for the algorithm and how much are you willing to create for yourself and if you're only looking to put out your work is growing and monetizing your accounts really the end goal because you're gonna have to play the game in order to win yeah it's definitely a game i mean it when it when it goes back to everything it's always going back to marketing how do you market yourself it's a business exactly and i would i think it's very interesting i was reading this article the other day and it was saying that the top one percent of all the smartest people in the u.s right now the field that they're going into is marketing i thought that was so interesting and social media is used as a marketing platform exactly they're not going into like going up into space they're not going into political areas because for whatever reason they they want to go into marketing maybe it's because that's where the most money's at or where you can be quote unquote the most creative but i don't know very very interesting topic Anyway, you guys, thank you for listening to this episode of Unfiltered Adventures. Let us know what you think. You can shoot us a DM on Instagram and let us know if you think the creativity crisis is real. Like we said earlier, we are creators. We are part of it. And we don't we don't necessarily see it from a third-party perspective. So let us know. What do you think of the whole problem? Um, do you miss the days of no reels? And do you miss no the TikTok? days of just Instagram photo- photography and no video content? Save all the video for YouTube. But yeah, I don't think trend culture is going away anytime soon. So I feel like it's something that we're gonna all have to live with. Yep, especially with the way the platforms are moving now. Now YouTube's doing the same thing. They took YouTube over shorts. Instagram. I mean YouTube Shorts. Anyway, thank you guys again for listening to this episode. And you know we said it last week. If there's one thing you could do to help us out is just share this with one other person. One person that's maybe a content creator or maybe one person that loves following along and has complained to you about this before <laughs> or that you might that might find it interesting. Just share, share it to one other person. That's the best way you can help support this podcast, whether you share it on a story, a TikTok, shoot a text to your buddy. That would help us out tremendously. And if you shared it on Instagram, make sure to tag us so we can repost you guys. Uh, we always love seeing what you guys think about our episodes. And don't forget to check out our TikTok for daily short form content, Instagram for a little bit higher end short form content, YouTube every week if you guys are looking for that long form content. And once again, every Friday we'll be putting out another episode of our podcast. And with that, we will see you next week with another episode.